of Bodaciously Her and today we're going to talk about parenting while not. So let's get into it. I am here with my two lovely co-hosts Miss T and Miss Kim. Hey girl hey. Hey. And let's start a little bit about so let's have a little story time okay. I'm so, here for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm gonna share with you guys this story. It happened years ago. I'm sharing it just to share some pettiness. Right? <laughs> so, right. So me and the baby father, right? We were co-parenting. Little contacts. I was married, got divorced. We had two kids. Now we're co-parents. Bruce and I had very similar taste in tennis shoes. So what occurred was uh, we had this schedule where we would have one week on, one week off. One week with the kids at my house, one week with the kids at dad's house. During that time, um, we bought the same pair of shoes. Converse, black, basic, gummy bottoms, black shoestrings. He came and dropped the kids off at the house. And somehow he mentioned that the pair that he had at his house was not the pair that he originally purchased. Again, reference, same shoe, same size, no different wear and tear in the shoe. He, I brushed past the conversation, said, oh, okay. And gathered the kids, things proceeded on with going in the house. He continued on with the conversation and said, no, he was adamant that the pair that he purchased at his house was not his pair. Out of curiosity, I asked, how do you know? Because the anklet on the shoestring was missing. So, <laughs> for those of you who know what an anklet is and don't, it's the little plastic part at the end of the shoestring, right? So, I just bust out in, like, laughter, right? And I'm going to be honest with you. Back then, I was not as mature as I am now. That's praise the Lord. Moment of silence for <laughs> my immature attitude and amen. Um, but <laughs> I proceeded to say things like, oh, dang, you hurting for money that bad? Let me get you a gift card. I got a couple in the house. Oh, you did, Yes, Shana. I did. Patty. Um, it was on. You going to talk to me about plastic, bro? <laughs> on the shoe train? <laughs> shoe trains are 99 cents like point .99 so at that point it was like we began to play this years long game of being petty I mean writing names in clothes this was my sock this was my pair of underwear no like, yeah it was deep oh wow it was deep yeah. and then it began to hurt the kids of course absolutely right <laughs> So they begin to have like this tension with going to a parent's home and leaving stuff, right? So it was always like, oh, we got to make sure we get the same socks we wore over here, the same underwear we wore over here, the same this, the same that. And it put a lot of responsibility on my oldest son to make sure that he had all this stuff. It clicked one day when baby boy was crying because he was left something at his dad's house. Like got to my dorm's like... <gasps> Oh my God, I left my jacket. I'm so sorry, Mommy. I'm so sorry. And I realized, like, it ain't even worth it. You know what I mean? It's not worth the kids' peace. It's not worth their um, 
that animosity that I've been bringing up and all because me and his father want to be petty towards one another, it's like, it's worthless. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I thank God and I praise God for where we are now, which it took a conversation that was geared and led by him to say, hey, we need to talk about like our communication style and, and how to be better parents. And it was a very long conversation, but it was a conversation that was needed, right? And we had to talk about like, just our resentment towards one another. We had to talk about like where we want to see our sons be, like their academic benchmark for um for them right now, their emotional benchmarks, you know, just where they want to grow. And I think to get rid of pettiness, the parents, we got to communicate. Like you just have to have some type of communication, even if... Even if um, you're in a relationship with someone else, like even that parent has to be willing to be a part of that communication as well. Because if not, you're just going to have resentful little babies, human beings, that are going to grow up thinking that being petty is the way to get what they want. Mm. That's good. That's good. That's good. Yeah, because they're watching us. They're watching us, and girl, you weren't the only one, Patty. Mm, what's your story, your pettiness? Because I know you got. Let me tell y'all now. This here T. Don't let his asses fool you. Mm. I can be petty too. His pettiness. Right. <laughs> okay. No, I can be petty too. I think um, I will say for me, the pettiness came post divorce, right? Like, mm-hmm. and I think you could probably say the thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I think here's a, and and we know that that. You know, we talk about divorce court and we, we laugh at the people in divorce court. But yeah, divorce is a very um, traumatic experience for both parties. And I think transitioning is challenging. And so even how you communicate becomes a challenge. What would be a normal, simple resolution becomes tedious. The, mm-hmm. the basic, most mundane things becomes a challenge. And so I know for me, when we first got divorced, we were doing the like, the clothes have to come back over my house. It can't stay over your house. Mm-hmm. And um, and if I'm honest, I was I was not working at the time, and so I was trying to still you know get my get my bearings so to speak. And I was applying to get back in my old job. You know, waiting to you know waiting for people to call me back from interviewing and doing a lot of that. So I was juggling a lot. And so for me, I felt like. If I'm honest, I felt I felt I needed him to step up in a way that almost like I felt entitled for him to step up. Like I felt like, okay, well, you know, if I'm honest, I was like, I felt like he, because part of our divorce, just put it out there, is the, it was part of his financial uh, irresponsibility, right? Mm-hmm. And so I felt that he, I felt entitled in the sense of like I wanted him to step up, and I felt like he should step up because he was his financial responsibility was part of our divorce, right? But the reality is it doesn't matter who did what or what what other things might, the variables of mm-hmm. the divorce, it, it matters what, how does this experience impact the kids? Mm-hmm. So, so a part of me was like, well, you got to pay for the clothes. Like, I ain't got no money. Like, you know, like, subtract the money you owe me and pay for the clothes. Like, that was my patty, <laughs> if I'm honest. Because I was like, well, the money you owe me, I, I didn't take you for child support. If I'm honest, I felt like I, there was a, I, if I reflect, this is me really reflecting on it in this moment, is that I felt like I'm in this financial situation because of you, and I'm trying to get my bearings. The least you could do is level up and step up as a father. It was like, I almost felt like it was expected, but he felt like, well, we've separated, so... 
Here's your responsibilities, regardless of what situation you find yourself in. Mm-hmm. Here's your responsibility. Here's mine. And and I had an expectation that it was the civil, it's the least you could do is step up for your children and not feel like it has, it's still got to be 50-50 in this situation. You know what I mean? And so my petty was, I'm going to get them what I can afford. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If you want to go buy the J's, go buy the J's. So my, my patty look a little different in the sense of like I was more focused on the bigger picture and he was worried about the mundane and anything mundane for me, even clothing. I was like, well, if you want them to have the Jordan lifestyle, then you're going to pay for Jordan your lifestyle. lifestyle. Like this what they bought to wear and they're going to have one pair of shoe over here. Like I, I, I became a minimalist real quick. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if you wanted to not be a minimalist real quick, then you handle that. So my patty was was a little different, but it was still patty. Because cause, um, my ex, whether he wants to admit it or not, and I, and I get it, He, he the pro, what image are we projecting to the world, right? It's always matters to him. And I'm like, I'm not about to project. I got Jones's money right now and because that's how we got here. Mm. So if you want to still be Jones's post-divorce, then you can be Jones's by yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the way my life is set up right now, I didn't want to do Jones's married to you. I'm not going to do it now. You know what I mean? And so that was when my patty showed up. And so what we found ourselves doing was he would, his little Jordan stuff had to stay over there because he was worried that they would leave it over over my place. or it was, So his yeah. expectation was that you kept up with this clothing kind of mm-hmm. request. Right. You was like, nah. They're getting the basics. They're like, going to get the basic Nikes, whatever, whatever. Yeah, right? look, look, you about to get Old Navy, like. <laughs> well, yeah, like, because like, that's the thing. I was like, <laughs> We are downgrading lifestyles, yeah. and for mm-hmm. him that was petty, but that was my. Re- I, I'm not. I'm not trying to impress nobody mm-hmm. because they don't know the cost. <laughs> like right. literally, you don't know the you cost. No, of the oil. Okay, <laughs> so you can project what you want to mm-hmm. on when they with you, but when they with me, this is gonna be the reality. But because of that, because you weren't stepping up to air quotes his <laughs> standard, right? Yeah. The stuff had to stay at his house. Yep. Yep. Okay. Things had to stay at his house. He wanted to keep... So, what ended up... Which I thought was petty because I'm like, well, you can afford to buy them the Jordans. You can afford to buy them the expensive shoes right now. And so, you rather be... When they were me, you rather them look... I don't want to say raggedy because for me, I didn't, I didn't see it as raggedy. But in his mind, they can look however they look with you. But with me, we're going to project a different image. And my thing is like, they're still our kids. You get what I'm saying? So whatever you buy over there, they should be able to wear the Jordans mm-hmm. when they're with me and vice versa. But it was like, no, you keep the minimalist clothes and you keep, you know, whatever. You know, keep what you can afford. Because at that point, I was, look, I was, I don't even know. I didn't buy anything from thrift store, but I, like I said, I kept everything. But I was willing to be thrift store in it. Like, Ken, why you make that face? <laughs> you know, which was, which was like a 180 from what? You know, they people were used to. Yeah, what the, again? Their standard of living had to reduce when they were me. Cause I, I'm not, I'm not about to project what I don't have. Yeah. Cause that's how we got here. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so, but for him, it was like, well, they, they look, they're not gonna look as presentable with you. Presentable meaning again, the standard that they used that you used to. Mm-hmm. Not that to me they still look presentable, but again, you have a certain standard that you, if you wanted to keep that standard, you would have managed our money better. Is where my, my pettiness was. You know what I'm saying? Well. That's where my pettiness was. But we thank God for evolution. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's where I was with it, and so it was it was tough because I wrestled with it because I was like, I'm used to a certain lifestyle too, mm-hmm. but you know, I, I'm also in this place in my life where like I don't, I'm not gonna pretend to be 
anything for anybody because you don't pay my rent. You know what I mean? Like, I just really got to that place of being content with the little. And I've always been been that person, but it's easy how when you get married, you start your their per, your your person they start projecting their personality on you, mm-hmm. and you start becoming who you're not. You get what I'm saying? And I, once once that once that ended, I was like, nope, I'm not gonna be. I'm not pre- pre- pretending. I'm not putting on. You know, I'm not gonna be in debt. That even till now, he he still like Jordans. I'm like. I'm making a I'm making a decent salary, but we still what they need Jordans for? Are you you got stock in Jordans? Like, do, are you do? Let's talk about stocks. Is you this know purchase what I mean? benefiting us? <laughs> right? Is this purchase? You know, so my petty was more about a, a mind shift that looked petty to him at the time, and maybe even looked petty to others. You know, like you know, like well, their their lifestyle looked downgraded, but that was the reality. You know what I mean? It had to be downgraded. And I didn't care what you thought about it, but it had to be downgraded at the time. What were you about to say, Kim? Yes, because these y'all no, don't we, see her facial expression. <laughs> we, 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 I, well, I've been married all this time, you know. Amen. 35 years for mm-hmm. my kids. So we didn't Goals. have that kind of petty. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have had, you know, I spent my money on this. And so they're not allowed to wear it outside or, you know, that kind of petty. Mm-hmm. Like putting more value on the thing yeah, that was purchased. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. As opposed to, it's almost like, well, you, you don't really care about the kids getting dirty. You don't really care about them scuffing up their shoes. Yeah. So yeah, I don't cool. want you to, I don't want them to wear these that I bought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or this that I bought, yeah, um, because it could you know get dirty or it could get scuffed up, whatever. Mm-hmm. Cause you don't, cause me, I don't care. Cause mm-hmm. he's saying I don't care. But my thing is, these are children. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to save stuff that you get the children in the way of clothes and toys and shoes, then. The children get bigger, their feet get bigger, their clothes get bigger. So what are you left with? A whole bunch of nice new looking clothes that's too small for any of your children. And then what? That part. What? I don't understand. That part. I mean, we have toys. My husband has gotten toys from when my children were smaller. And you can go look in his closet right now. Guess what something is in there that he spent some money on. And he hardly let them hardly touch it because if you break it, it's going to be a problem. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I'm saying, but wait a minute. Didn't you buy this for them? Mm. You know, if they break it, it's broke. Okay, and if you feel that attached to the cost of the thing, don't buy it in the first place. Right. If you worried about it breaking, you worried about it scuffing, then don't pay. Don't that, pay don't money invest for that it. Much. Just don't do it. I'm very practical with it. I hear you. I'm like that. It, like, if you worried about it, because till today, and that's how I've always been, though, mentally. Till today, like, Nathan be like, oh, I got to use a toothbrush to brush my shoes. Like, I've never been that person. Like, if I got to do that much, like, like that's that military. I feel like military is what they taught you to do, do the toothbrush to wash the shoes. That was a, that may have been considered a punishment in military. But yeah. I mean, I, I get My it. husband is I'm not a, military. I'm a, I'm a tennis shoe person. person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm, but I also know that I have one child who could care less about a tennis shoe. 
and I have one child who is like could is probably gonna be a sneakerhead, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so because of that, he and I will have those conversations mm-hmm. like, oh, this shoe, this Kyrie, this that, da da da. da. And he knows that there's a he has his play shoes. Mm-hmm. And what Jaden does is that his all his old tennis shoes, those all play shoes now. But if he wants a specific pair of shoe, like school started, mm-hmm. right? So I get it. And Bruce sometimes is not. Sometimes he's a sneakerhead. Sometimes he's not. It just depends on what type of mood he is when he goes shopping, right? Mm-hmm. But I think what we, I find it interesting that all of our stories of patternish regard is material. around some type of materialistic <laughs> thing, right? Have you guys ever had a, a emotional like pettiness or whatever with the kids? Like you know, you may have. Girlfriends, and some of you guys, some of you listeners may have went through this. Like, there's an emotional petty. Like, don't give an example. I think I'm gonna be going by. For example, like kids who will, when you go over such and such house, you may know your kids going to uh, a cookout with their with their dad yeah. or their mom, the, whoever the other co-parent is, and it's like, well, don't be uh, don't be sitting on such and such couch. Or, well, let me know if your father have any females around him. Or let me know if your mama have any males around him. Like, there are situations in life that people use kids as Mm -hmm. messengers. Mm -hmm. Right? And it is... When I saw it on the outside looking, like, outside looking in, I would always turn my face up at it. Be like, I can't believe he or she did that. But there's other ways that that happens. Right? And so there were there have been situations in my in my relationship with my uh my ex, right, where the kids just talking, just, hey, how was your week? How was your week with your dad? Da, 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 da. And it's like, oh yeah, daddy got a girlfriend. Stop telling your father business. <laughs> Stop telling your father's business. And I used to wrestle with that back and forth, like, because I don't want my kids to feel like they can't tell me stuff. But I also want to respect his privacy you yeah. understand what i'm saying yeah so it's almost like and i don't because i don't i feel like being being getting back to the topic being a petty parent mm-hmm. means that you still have you're still holding on to something mm-hmm. you're still holding on to some bitterness some heartache some resentment mm-hmm. some get back you holding on to it until you feel like you got enough mm, that's good well i have an example of emotional penitence if that's what we're talking about it was definitely emotional patterns, but at the time I didn't think it was, but I guess it was. So, um, right after the divorce, we discussed and we were like, well, how are we going to tell the kids? Cause mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. cause we felt like, well, I felt like the kids needed to know and he felt like it was too much for them to process. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, I was like, at some point it's going to come up and I'm not, I don't want to have that conversation separate from you. I felt right. like we had to have a joint well, the emotional pettiness was he had the conversation separate from me. Oh. Yeah, that part. Oh, yeah, that was big, Patty. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I, what funny. I found out, he had the conversation. So today, we haven't really um, addressed that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, but I'm over Well, it. you know now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we, well, he, he know how I feel about it. <laughs> you know exactly how I feel about it. Because I, you know, I, I'm always... You know, what you see on Bodaciously Her is what you get in real life. That's why she Bodaciously Her. But no, um, I let him know. I said, you know, I felt like even if you felt like you you were worried about how the conversation was going to go, I was willing to do like a run through. Like, was he worried the, about how the conversation was going to go? Yeah, because you know me. I'm, I'm, I tell all the tea. Even well, if I think you could process it. I took all the tea, and so I wasn't gonna 
minimize it. Minimize, like, Even if for their age? Yeah. Yeah. So I wasn't going to be like a whole rundown, but I definitely wanted them to understand the five W's and H. Like, kind of answer that. Where and why? Yeah. Like, as much as we could, kind of get that out of the way. Because I felt like I, the details wasn't necessary, but but I think if we could answer that, we could, you know, kind of get that. But I wanted to, I, I was like, even if you want to do like a run through of what you think should be addressed, mm-hmm. I, I just needed the conversation to be joint. So what was his, what were the fears? Like, what were the, his top two He fears? didn't want me to bring up, I think, the truth. The truth. <laughs> right? right, the truth. I mean, and the truth was going to um, impact. Because here's the thing, the reality. Yeah, the reality is there are always like layers to why a divorce happened, right? But the outcome is the truth, right? Mm-hmm. And so the outcome was going to be covered. And if he even wanted it to say, like, because his, what I heard, he told them, and, and this is me abbreviating, and, mm-hmm. and my memory is shot, so I don't, and don't quote me. It's from your children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, this is from him. I, I oh, don't he, really, you this didn't is ask what, them what yeah, he said. He, I didn't ask them what they said because I didn't want to. Because at that point, I felt like if I asked them what the conversation was, then I would now be doing exactly what I didn't want to do. Meaning, I would be telling them from my perspective by mm-hmm. myself when I said the conversation needed to happen jointly. Together. When you're talking about how much to share with children, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to let y'all get back to the topic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when you're talking about how much to share with the children, uh, and you and um, and it's a, like a divorce or something mm-hmm. like that, sometimes the better approach is to say the the basic thing, mm-hmm. right, 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 and then say, but well, not answer all the, the W's and, yeah. and the H's. I agree. And then say, what questions do you all have? Right. Now, mm-hmm. if they ask the question, yeah, um, we still have to be in a position to cover each other, right? The other parent. Absolutely. So Because that that's critical. And so him jumping the gun um, and talking to the children about the situation mm-hmm. without you, mm-hmm. one, you didn't know what was said, so you right. wouldn't have known how to answer a question if they come back to you and right. ask a question because you don't know what he said. Right. Uh, and two, you wouldn't have been able to be there such that he could cover, be in your presence. Right, right, right. Such that he could uh, know that you're listening and be able to be conscientious about covering you. Mm-hmm. Um, what we don't want to do in these situations, marry, unmarry, any kind of way, mm-hmm. with regard to children, mm-hmm. is to have uh, instill a sense of a doubt in any kind of way that the other parent doesn't love the kids or that they're the reason for the disjointment or that they are in any kind of way um, responsible or what's happening is a result of something that you guys did or you guys didn't do. Mm -hmm. Um, And there always needs to be that the other parent loves you, mommy loves you, and daddy does too. Mm -hmm. It has to be that way. And I think that's pivotal because like what you said, Kim, because being petty is the exact opposite, opposite. Of that. right right the covering is not there actually what you want to do what you're trying to do when you're being petty is uncover that person as quickly and destructively 
as, as you can. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You want the kids, and, and when you step back from it, it's almost like you may not admit it, but you want the kids to pick a side. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Early. I mean? Yep. And that's a dangerous ball game yeah. to play. Yeah. That's you know exactly. I mean? So so that's the thing. So I so that I don't look petty is mm-hmm. why I wanted to have a joint conversation. Right. Is why I wanted us to... Because if I'm honest, the natural me is petty. Five W's and H's. Let's talk about it. But I also had... <laughs> I also had, we had a mediator, a counselor mediator, and she was like, girl, the five W's and H's is not going to work. But that, yeah, that's my penny, right? Yeah. And, and that's not, I am not endorsing that. But if I'm honest, when we when we looked at our story, it was so complex at the time that it did include five W's and H's because, you know, the kids had gone through a move. We had, like, physically moved across the continent, you know. Yeah, it was so a lot like, going on. Yeah, it was a lot going on. So the five W's and H's, and Nathan, our son, is such is so inquisitive. He would ask the five W's and H's sporadically anyway. So I'm I like, mean, yeah, but if they like him, say if they ask, because mm-hmm. they're going to take a minute to process, right? Like, you know what right. I mean? So they, you know, they may ask mm-hmm. how and why, and then later on and ask, you know, what and who or whatever. Yeah. And so it's so that's it's why just a I have more time. Less, yeah, mm-hmm. but that's where the communication full... starts. Like that, I think that's yeah. yeah. I think he because was, he, he knows was... you, because he knows you really well. Mm-hmm. He he probably knew that you might kind of forget that the kids are here <laughs> <laughs> and start doing all the W's and H's. Right, right, right. You right, know, right. and so and that's why I said let's talk, like let's unpack what we want to discuss. And he did. He jumped the gun. You know, can I ask you a question? And so that was like a, for me, it was slapping the face the second time because this is the second time you're doing. Something. So, so here's the thing about being petty. Sometimes when you don't want to be the petty partner, right? But they they become petty, then you feel like okay, like you not like the more I try to cover you, and you're not covering me, then it's like I'm gonna stop covering you, son. Like like now I'm going to be petty. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what. So that's what I mean by you can cover. That's when petty really comes mm-hmm. out. Is that when you seek to cover the other person? And they keep showing you that they're going to be petty. Then you're like, okay, I can jump on a petty train. You don't want my petty. Because, look, this train going to crash, son. <laughs> you know what I mean? But well, you I can think... just leave. I think for me, like, I, I think that's in a perfect example. Like, oh, so that's what we doing now? Yeah, you can cool. get to that place. But I think the growth, praise, praise God, God for, for growth, growth <laughs> is if you choose to continue to be petty, then do you, boo-boo. Mm-hmm. The growth is that your pettiness no longer bothers me. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm going to leave you over there in the corner yeah. with your petty head a little lame. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to leave you doing your thing and I'm going to live my best life. Yeah. Because the more and more you give into pettiness, the bigger that monster grows. And the worse you're going to look to the children. To the children. Because they're going to be, you know, when we say our prayers at night, God bless daddy and God bless grandma and God bless the teacher. And we're going to be saying our prayers, God bless daddy, mm-hmm. every night. Mm-hmm. And, and, and they're going to hear us, God blessing daddy. Mm-hmm. And, in, and in a minute, they're going to say, well, dad, daddy don't never, God bless mommy. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be. There's going to be a question. A question. That's good. That he, whoever the petty one is. In the end, because the children are going to get older and more mature. Mm -hmm. They're going to remember who said, who did what. So you really don't have to, you really don't have to be petty 
in order for them to pick a side yeah. about mm-hmm. whose whose character is what. Yeah, that's yeah. good, Kim. Um, they will. They'll get. They'll know. They'll know who whose character is what. Who, which parent is the, which parent is the most forthcoming parent. Which parent is the one that you know, um, is whatever. Mm-hmm. Is more can is can not more. In my but in my position, is, I would say, well, you know. Dad grew up such and such a thing. Mm-hmm. When dad was growing up, this is what happened. Mm-hmm. Or I don't believe he means to such and such. Right, right. Or I don't believe I don't think that his intent is this. Right. Because the truth of the matter is, we're going to have people that we have to um, understand. Um, we were talking about Ezekiel digging behind the wall. Mm-hmm. So we have to dig behind the person and dig in, not just, to, you know, we don't want them to just look bad. Mm-hmm. We want to dig into why and then be able to tell our children what has happened mm-hmm. in order to teach them how to be a graceful person, how to give grace. Because if they're being petty, mm-hmm. they're not giving grace. Mm-hmm. If you're being petty, you're not giving grace. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's the main thing. Mm-hmm. And so, because of the audience that we're talking to, some of the audience might understand what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a good segue. How do we, so how do we learn to give grace, right? That evolution, when you get to that place of growth and maturity and not only giving grace, but understanding the grace that's been extended to you, mm-hmm. right? Sometimes you should, have to tell people grace has been extended to them. Yeah. And that kind of catapults you into extending that olive branch. In my case, sitting down, having a conversation. Or in T's case, like trying to educate herself and educate, you know, the kids and the family unit on how we can be better, how to build a better village. You know what I mean? With those co-parents. What kind of tips would you guys give to our audience on putting aside the pettiness and like kids, Kim said, focusing on the kids, extending that grace? Yeah. I would say for me, like we kind of touched on it earlier, like never using your kids as, as messengers. So, well, tell your father, I see it. Or if your father say it is, you better respond to him this way. You teaching, you almost forcing you teaching, teaching pettiness, and you're forcing your resentment and your bitterness, your bitterness onto your kids. Mm-hmm. That's a seed that's going to grow and it's going to get watered and it's mm-hmm. going to turn into a massive tree and it's going to bear some rotten fruit. <laughs> yeah. And then you won't wonder why this child is 30, 40 years old and has can't relate. These, yeah, and can relate or have these, you know, these characteristics. That you're trying to figure out where they came from. You act just like your father. No, they act just like you. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's it's something that we have to be mindful of. These little minor things that we think that are minor. That we're, we're pushing onto our kids. When the, really the introspection needs to be done at the head first. With you first. Before you can you know really love and, and, and grow these little human beings. That we raising human beings. Like I stopped looking at life like. Oh, these are my kids. Like, I've realized they only kids for a little while. They're human beings for a long time, by the grace of God, right? Mm-hmm. I'm raising little human beings. Mm-hmm. How do I want this person to be to somebody else's mama? Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. To somebody else's grandmother, to somebody else's daughter. Daughter. Yeah. You know, how I want them to be a brother to one another. 
you know i will also say like um setting a respectful tone we talked a lot about communication but you talked about it too like being respectful to one another Mm -hmm. even being like praying Mm-hmm. At night, you know, that's part of that covering that respectful tone. Even if you're speaking to your mate, have missed me with the pettiness. Like, cause I know us females, we can be petty, rolling in the eyes, sucking the teeth. Well, what you said was, you know what I mean? Just, I don't even, you don't even need to go down that road. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just, it's water on the duck. So, push yeah. it to the side. Put your kids in the forefront of your mind. Speak respectfully, even if the respect isn't coming back to you. Because I guarantee you that's going to hurt a little bit more. The and growth. Guys- Allowing somebody to see that you grew past them, bro. Whew. Yeah, that's that hard is for like- them to, to swallow. Or, or finding out, like, and then finding out you're not, they're not the result of the growth, right? Finding out, like, they grew without you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. What do you say? Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, T, what are mm-hmm. some, some of your um Yeah, I would say listen to pattern. understand and not to respond. And this is a struggle for me, especially when I know you to be petty. Mm-hmm. So when I know you to be petty, I'm already anticipating what you're going to say. Mm-hmm. And I'm already, I'm in my analytical zone and ready to counter, have a counter response for that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so what I've had to learn is in, in communication, mm-hmm. it can't be a monologue. It has to be a dialogue as you raise your children together. It can't mm-hmm. be like one person coming off as a dictator raising the kids. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or, or yes. And, and to be on, to be fair to him, I definitely allow him to have some, some, of course, more leverage. Cause I still, I've taught the kids like that's still your father. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he still run this. Like, not, he doesn't run me, but he runs this dynamics as it relates to the children and mm-hmm. and, and this, this part of, because we're still, whether we're a family physically in the same home, we're still a family. And so I still have them, have them understand that, that he gets the final say as it relates to them. But I want to, I don't want to feel like it's a monologue. I want to feel like I'm part of the decision making. And so really listening to him and hopefully he listening to me mm-hmm. and not, not, taking advantage of okay i've empowered you know i i'm still i'm still i've I've, i'm still submitting to you as the father of my children Mm -hmm. doesn't mean you have the authority to be a dictator or you know make our dialogues a monologue you know what i mean and so hopefully both parties listening to um understand um and not to respond another um thing is being true to yourself like i think I think the grace comes in, because um, you mentioned grace before, like mm-hmm. showing up authentically yourself, like not letting people's pettiness, mm-hmm. you know, change you. Because after a while, like when you said, when you show up yourself and not not fall into the manipulation, mm-hmm. not fall into the pettiness, I think at some point they will have to do a mirror check and say, yep. oh, like maybe I'm the issue in this. In and this that's dynamic. also where you extend grace. Grace. Because like, that person, just because, I think... With grace comes humility as well, right? So when we're extending grace to the parent who may not have reached that place of understanding and respectfulness yet, that's not a place to gloat, Mm -hmm. right? And that's not a place to be like, well, look at you still being 
You know, still being patty, still being patty, patty. So you still patty boots, I see. You know what I mean? Like it is a place of of gracefulness and and kind of like mercy and also like um, humility. Like because at one point you were in that same place, you were right there rolling in a little petty little boat together. Yeah. So just because you chose to get out and and grow, let that man and that woman know that you still extending grace to them and still extending mercy. You still have humility on their journey. It may take them a little while. Because like Kim, you spoke on a little bit earlier. It may be something else deep-rooted that may cause this man and woman to act that way. And they got to work through that. Mm-hmm. You know, Kim, what would you say, like, um, some tips to set aside your pettiness to focus on the kids? Just focus on the kids. <laughs> well, is it worth my time entertaining foolishness? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, you know... Sometimes you just don't have to respond. Listen to understand and not to be understood. Exercise restraint. Yes. We exercise restraint. To not respond. <laughs> Come on. That, no, takes no, that is the Holy Spirit. Yeah. I, I want to say a whole lot of things. But I really want to say a whole lot of things. And that's, I mean, you read my face pretty mm-hmm. good. I I can turn around and walk out the room and have that facial expression. Mm-hmm. But my mouth is not saying any words mm-hmm. that, that, that they can hear. Amen. I'm so, just going to say know. God bless you and walk away. Yeah. Or nothing. <laughs> I can leave your resounding what you dumb thing you said in mm. your in your ear. Let you let that resound in your mind. When you wonder why I didn't say anything, then when you listen back to what you said a couple of times, then you're gonna say she ain't saying nothing because that was dumb. Mm. <laughs> you know, so exercise restraint. Yeah, exercise restraint. Just. You know, sometimes you just have to say, "Is it worth it?" And yeah. most of the time, some most of the time it's not. Yeah, it's just not worth it. Why? And I feel like I, I I can I can definitely second that emotion. I mean, it's not in the grand scheme of whether it's materialistic things, whether it's because this person has moved on and you haven't, whether it's because you don't like their mom or their daddy. At the end of the day, none of your anguish, your bitterness, and your frustration. Is worth your kids' Amen. happiness and their joy. Amen. It's nothing in this world that's worth that. That's so right. if you put that in the forefront of your mind by focusing on your kids, exercising restraint, you know, communicating effectively, using a respectful tone, then and extending grace, you know, you that's teach huge. your children how to do the same, so they can live a, a happy. They're not going to necessarily be carefree, but when things come up they'll know what to do because they seen mommy do it. They seen daddy do it in the face of any kind of adversity, especially when it comes to your loved ones, because they going to face that too. Then they'll know like, Hey, I still got a mom and dad that supports me. I still have a mom and dad that can be my safety net. You want to grow up children to know that regardless of the fact that their mother and father didn't work out, that don't mean I get half the support. Right. Mm. And I think when we show pettiness, mm. it's, it leaves a false impression that the kids have half the support. Right. You know? So, ladies and gentlemen, um, share with us your thoughts. Give us your feedback. Um, give us your stories of pettiness and growth. We don't want to just hear how you've been petty. That's, you know, but we also want to hear how you've grown from that. Um, we appreciate your time with us today. Check us out on all your social media platforms at Bodaciously Her. We love y'all. We love y'all. Bye, girl. Bye. Bye.
Follow us on all social media platforms at Bodaciously Her. DM us on IG at Bodaciously Her with your questions and topics you want us to discuss.